Bavakama Perktes Mishnah Yud 910. And this mission is really kind of off topic. In other words, we're not talking about stealing at all here. Uh, since the previous mission I had talked about that loophole where you essentially could borrow money against um, some which you're supposed to return as collateral. Uh, we have a similar kind of loophole in a different area of Allah, which is in the realm of uh, Nidarim. So the case here says our mission is Haomer Livno. If a father says to his son, Konam iata nehene mishali, which means, I'm not translating, but I'm explaining, it means uh, you are forbidden to enjoy the benefits of my property under um, by by force of a neder. Uh, literally, the translation is something like, if you be- would benefit from my property, it is forbidden to you as if it were a korban. Konam is like a shorthand for korban. Okay, I don't want to discuss the technicalities of the Dharm over now. The point is that the father is forbidding his son from getting benefit, any benefit of his property. So notwithstanding that, imes yereshenu. Uh, when the father dies, or should the father die at that point, um, his property will pass on to his son, according to the normal rules of Yerusha of inheritance. And the fact that he had made that uh, neder, proscribing benefit of his son, benefit to his son um, is of no consequence and the son inherits it and he can benefit from it as he likes. The idea is that since the father said something like Mishali from my stuff, which would be the same as if he said Mimeni or Menishai from, you know, if he talked about, you know, of my stuff or of my property, the thought is it's well, it's his property, but there's sort of a, a basic rule of nature, so to speak, halachic nature, if you will, which is when a father dies, so then his heirs inherit his stuff, Immediately, there's no stopping it, and that would be true here as well. So the fact is that the son definitely inherits what was the father's, and when the father took that ned there, he referred to his stuff, which the Chazal understand to mean he's talking about like you know while it's his stuff, but when it stops being his stuff, now it becomes the son's stuff. The son could once again get benefit from it. If the father wanted to restrict benefit from the son, he could have said both um, during my life and after my death, and that's exactly the next case. The Mishnah, if the father had said bechayav uvamoso, if he says you may not get it get benefit from my stuff during my lifetime and even after I die. So now the son will still inherit the property. Uh, there's no stopping that. That's like a law of nature again, sort of axiomatic, but he will be forbidden from getting any benefit from it. So what happens? Imes, should the father die, lo yershenu, says the Mishnah, he won't inherit it. Now that's actually not technically true. Really the son does inherit, meaning like legally he would be, have rights to those assets, just that he can do nothing with them. So what it means is, lo yersheno means he is not entitled to get benefit from those assets. So um, therefore, what should he do with the stuff he can't get benefit from? Yachser levanav oleachav. He then therefore should pass it back to, I'll call it the other rightful heirs, the other heirs, which would be, same as the previous mission of Banav here means the other sons of his father, which, in other words, his brothers and, and half-brothers. Uh, and if there are no other brothers, meaning he's the only son, so then Le'echav means to his brother, that means the father, the late father's brother, who is the heir in the event that the son is, there are, if a person has no ch- children, so then it's his brother who inherits him. Okay? Now, that's, that's because there's no point in inheriting something that you can't get benefit from. Ve'im lo says the Mishnah, if he doesn't have, so we'll understand this Mishnah the same way we did in the previous Mishnah, which is, lo means he doesn't have the financial wherewithal which would allow him to just forego the benefits of this inheritance. Meaning, let's say, you know, he's, his wife and kids are starving, and if he would 
you know, not get the inheritance, so then they're gonna they're gonna be angry. So he isn't he isn't able to sort of just say, okay, that's what my father said, and therefore um, there's a loophole he can employ. Uh, Tosionta points out that in the previous mission we said um, two possibilities: either ain't no or ain't low. If he doesn't want to, or he simply can't. Here we're only saying ain't low. He simply can't, which means. This loophole is not for someone who simply wants to get the benefit of his father's stuff. It's just once a person is not, I'll call it perhaps halachli, he's not, he's not in practice able to forego the inheritance because he just desperately needs it. At that point, he has a loophole. What's his loophole? Lova, the heir, the son, should borrow money from a third party, we'll call it the bank, and then uvale chov banu nifroim, the same as the previous mission. What happened is um, he gets money that he borrows against the collateral of the assets which are forbidden to him and then he doesn't repay the loan instead the lender the creditor will foreclose and repossess the collateral against which he loans so in other words the father had you know the porsche in the driveway that was the one asset and the father said you'll never get benefit of my porsche uh, it's forbidden to you as a korban both my life and after i die now that's the only thing the kid's gonna inherit so what happens is the kid will go to the bank borrow money against the porsche and then the bank will, you know, he'll have his $40,000, and the bank will then go and get the Porsche. And the, the idea is that since the bank is taking it themselves, he's not taking possession of the car, um, he's not handing it over to the bank, the bank is taking it unilaterally, that's not considered to be um, him getting direct benefit. This really is built on an idea that we have in Nadarim, which is even one who says he'll never give benefit to another person is allowed to pay off his debts. Um, that's not considered to be a direct benefit. That's sort of consistent with things we learned in Dharam and also in Shkalim, etc. Sort of not, it's beyond the scope to explore that further, but the rule is indeed just that, that paying off a debt is not considered a direct benefit to someone, and therefore um, the loophole is the son can borrow against um, the asset that he's forbidden to get benefit from, and then the lender will just repossess it, and um, the son therefore can get the financial benefits without taking actual physical pen- you know, possession or getting direct benefit of that which was forbidden to him.